Today on the newscast, America's enemies are on the move. Find out why China, Russia, and Iran are so emboldened. That's next. Folks, Eric Steckelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. You can call it the Afghanistan effect. We told you here in August that the disastrous U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan would have major foreign policy implications, and we are seeing that unfold right now. China, Russia, Iran, and a host of rogue regimes and bad actors worldwide are feeling pretty good about themselves at the moment. We want to go through three of them today, China, Russia, and Iran. Folks, again, the debacle in Afghanistan showed America's adversaries that the U.S. was no longer to be feared or respected and showed America's allies, perhaps even more troubling, that the United States could not be trusted, could not be relied upon as a reliable ally under the Biden administration. Now, we'll take it regime by regime, and we will start with Vladimir Putin's Russia. Yesterday, Monday, November 15th, Russia conducted what was apparently its first ever space missile test. Uh, Russian space missiles blew an old Russian satellite out of space, and the explosion and the resulting debris traveled perilously close to the International Space Station, where several astronauts from a variety of countries are based, including the United States. This Russian uh, space missile test apparently created a cloud of debris in space and, again, came close to that space station to the point where the astronauts inside had to take shelter. It was a serious incident, folks. And now the head of NASA, former Florida Senator Bill Nelson, is rightly blasting the regime of Vladimir Putin. He called it outrageous, uh, reckless, dangerous. Now the U.S. State Department has also condemned this Russian action. But what is Vladimir Putin saying in response? Not very much. He is unapologetic for this show of Russian military might in space, even though it could have jeopardized the International Space Station. At the same time that he's making provocative moves in space, Russian troops are amassing on Russia's border with Ukraine. Who knows what could happen there? Then we have a migrant crisis in Belarus, a close ally of Russia, which is apparently intentionally sending migrants from the Middle East to the Belarusian border with Poland, and the European Union is not very happy about that. So there could be a showdown there as Belarus threatens to cut off the gas supply to Europe as well as a cold winter approaches. Remember, Europe relies on Russia and Belarus for a good deal of its natural gas. So we have Russia on one hand making provocative moves. On the other hand, we have China. Uh, Yesterday, again, Monday, November 15th, last night, as a matter of fact, President Biden and Chinese Premier Xi Jinping held a virtual summit. Uh, Apparently, they talked for about three hours and discussed a variety of issues, including Taiwan and China's massive military buildup. Very interesting that Xi Jinping, at the beginning of their call, addressed President Biden as my old friend, and it didn't seem very acrimonious even though tensions have clearly been increasing between the U.S. and China, look no further than that massive Chinese military buildup that I mentioned, the threats towards Taiwan. But recently also, we had China 
testing a hypersonic missile, a nuclear-capable hypersonic missile, and also satellite images released last week show that China has built mock-ups of a U.S. aircraft carrier and a U.S. destroyer in the remote Chinese uh, northwestern desert where China is surely training on these models of U.S. vessels. And I'm looking, folks, for the aftermath of the Beijing Olympics. Is that the prime time for China to make a move on Taiwan after this propaganda showcase that they will surely have at the Beijing Olympics and the eyes of the world riveted, obviously, on China. And then the, then the Olympics end, and the athletes go home, and there's no international pressure, no threat of boycotts mounting against the Chinese regime. Is that the time that they, God forbid, make a move on Taiwan? We'll discuss more of that on the live stream tomorrow. Hey, the last rogue regime that has become increasingly emboldened over the past few months, especially since... Uh, the Afghanistan debacle would be, of course, the Iranian regime. Now, in the past few days, reportedly, according to the U.S. Pentagon, as a matter of fact, an Iranian helicopter buzzed a U.S. destroyer in the Gulf of Oman. Apparently, this Iranian helicopter uh, moved very close to this U.S. destroyer at least three times. And what the Pentagon is calling, again, a very provocative act. Now, this is the tip of the iceberg with the Iranian regime, which also last month, uh, Iranian drones carried out an attack against a U.S. military base in Syria, no doubt carried out by Iran's proxies, those Shiite militias operating in Iraq and eastern Syria, who have conducted many attacks, drone, rocket assaults since the beginning of the year against U.S. personnel in that Iraq-Syria region. So Iran feeling emboldened as we have the run-up to the supposedly revived, restarted Iranian nuclear talks, which are supposed to kick off November 29th, once again in Vienna, involving Western powers like Britain, France, and Germany, along with the United States, meeting indirectly with Iranian representatives in Vienna to discuss, again, reviving this disastrous Iran nuclear deal. The big question is, will Iran show up in Vienna? Will the regime of Ibrahim Raisi, the butcher of Tehran, the radical new Iranian president, will they indeed show up to Vienna? Does Iran want a deal or does Iran want to play out the clock and drag this thing on as they sprint towards the finish line of having a nuclear weapon? And again, We've said this on previous newscasts, folks. This is a blackmail extortion type scenario where Iran is saying to the United States, drop all sanctions. Give us money, essentially, billions of dollars in sanctions relief, and then maybe we'll talk. What does the United States get in return? Nothing. Same as the 2015 rendition of the Iran nuclear deal. No Iranian vow to stop sponsoring terrorism. No Iranian vow to end their ballistic missile program. Nada. We saw how that worked out in 2015 under the Obama administration. And we will see, I fear, a replica of that disaster if this deal is indeed revived. But right now, that is a very big if. And Israel is watching all of this very, very closely, folks, as 
The wars and rumors of wars continue. Thankfully, God Almighty still sits on the throne. I don't know about you, but I am clinging to Him and just uh, casting all my cares about these situations on the Lord Jesus right now. And that gives me peace. If you don't have that, I don't know how you have peace in these perilous times we are living in right now. But I am comforted by the fact, by knowing that these are also Bible times. Hey, we'll discuss all of this tomorrow on a Watchman newscast live stream here on our YouTube channel between 4 p.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Join us live and bring your questions for our Q&A session. We always have fun with the Watchman newscast community, the Watchmen and women on our live streams. Very big uh, audience joins us, lots of questions, lots of give and take, and I get to share some of my personal testimony and story as well and deepen that connection with our subscribers and viewers. So be sure to join us right here tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Until then, thanks for joining us today. God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.